I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. That means uh, we have a new theme for the day. My man Patrick plays songs, and based on the songs that are played, uh, we have to gather clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And the new theme of the day is all about our beautiful mother. Talking about Mother Earth. Earth Day coming up this weekend on Saturday, and my man Patrick wants to uh, pay homage to Earth Day. As all the songs celebrating our beautiful planet. Uh, and Mother Earth, as I like to call her. We should raise our kids to treat the planet like a member of the family. We don't. It's part of our as shortcomings as a, as a civilization. Depends how you treat your family. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well said, sir. Very That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ah, uh, you know what? Okay, just respect the earth. I should say that. Some people don't respect their damn family. Well said. <laughs> well said there. Uh, anyway, yeah. Earth Day. Also, happy 420 to everybody out there who's celebrating 420. Um, who's the Who's the official like uh, mascot of 420? Who's the Santa Claus Easter Bunny of there 420? There would be Texas in Texas, Willie Nelson. In Texas, it is nationwide. I would true. say Snoop. Nationwide, it probably is Snoop. And internationally, I would say Bob Marley. Oh, you're, that's good. So that's a good. Those one are too. those are the three that you would naturally those associate. Three? Those on Mount Rushmore. Yes, for four twenty. The, the cannabis mascots. days. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, you're right about that. Actually, those three. And one of them lives in on an ATX. Yes. So it's a beautiful thing. Uh, all right. There you go. Uh, 420. Happy 420 to everybody out there. Specs text lines wide open. 512-337-3776. Uh, you also hit us up via Twitter in the Twitterverse. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis said, it's Patrick Davis. He's the real MVP. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Okay. Before you get into it, go let ahead. me ask you this question. Go ahead. And let me see, Patrick, you too. Mm-hmm. I want to see what your thoughts are, are on this. The Cowboys have exercised the fifth-year option Mm -hmm. on wide receiver C.D. Lamb. So what that means Mm -hmm. is Lamb is now guaranteed $18 million, not in 2023, but in 2024, because they have now exercised that option for him to make $18 million, not this coming season, but the following season. How do y'all feel and, about and, that? And right can now? they can they negotiate an extension? I'm sure they can. Any time yes. in that window? Yeah, yeah it just I, I think for them it's just about security and stability. So I think they're gonna they're gonna negotiate. I believe I heard Stephen. I heard I read Stephen Jones say that after the draft they're gonna prioritize C.D. Lamb's extension, but it will be after the draft. Can we please prioritize Micah Parsons? Well, it, it honestly, and I agree with you by the way. Um, <laughs> 
there's no need to really prioritize it because you already know what Michael, Mike Parsons is going to be the highest paid defensive player in the history of the, in the NFL. Very true. Like you already know it's coming. Yeah. You just need to figure out a way to make it salary cap friendly for you guys. Mm-hmm. But you already know he's going to want to be the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Run me my money. And by the way, Trevon Diggs also going to want to be the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. And by the way, <laughs> he's represented by David Mugalata. Oh! <laughs> the Johnny Cochran of NFL agents. Just FYI. So he definitely gonna get his money. Uh, yes, he gonna get his sure. money. So that's it. so I think the the Cowboys. That's like that's the inevitable. So I, you could say since when they say if it's a, if it's inevitable, make it immediate. Yeah. So maybe yes, your thoughts like, hey man, you got to do that anyway. So just do it. Do it. Now. And the sooner you do it, the, better the lower the cost be. will yes. be because yeah. yeah, somebody else will be out there and they'll end up setting the market. Uh, I like the move. He's gonna be their guy. He's their number one wide receiver. Um, it just gives them a little bit more time to work out an extension. Okay. Okay. So I, I do. I was like just it. curious. To it. The, the real question is: Will the Cowboys? And we'll talk about this more leading up to the draft. Will they pursue a wide receiver in this draft? Right. Um, and I think they should. And then the question becomes: When in the draft will they pursue a wide receiver? Right. And we don't know that because we don't know how the draft is going to fall and where they'll get value for the wide receiver position. Yeah, so that's, that's very true. Yeah, because they could get it early. They could yep. get it late. We don't know how the draft's going to play. So I, I, I really can't wait to see because they they did so much in the off season. Um, and I love what they did with the trades. They did bring in a wide receiver. Um, they did bring in um, another cornerback, too. The Cowboys are just in a great position leading up into the draft. Where they, they, they're they not desperate for any one position, in my no. opinion. And that's a great way to be before the draft. Like I said, going to the draft in desperation, in urgent need uh, of a position, that like going to the grocery store hungry, it's always a bad idea. You're going to buy way more food than you need. The Cowboys are in a great position just take best talent available at best value that mm-hmm. drops them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they need a running back, they need a tight end, but those are both positions that if they need to kind of piece together or make a trade, they can probably do. They could, yeah. I guess tight, and some people are saying O-line, interior O-line may drop, th- be thrown in that yeah. same conversation with the running backs and tight ends. Like, So they may go interior O-line. I wouldn't doubt if they go interior O-line early. The Cowboys have done that yep. a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's been, uh, honestly, I think it's been a wise decision for them most yeah, of the time when they've very, done it. Yeah, they've it's done very well. They've gotten their yep. back-to-back centers. Uh, you know, I mean, going what first round early or early? early I think now nah, there was Travis Fredericks in the first round. Where mm-hmm. was um, the current center drafted? Was he, it was uh, the second round? Biadish. Biadish. No, he was the first. He was first round too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they said back-to-back yep. starting centers drafted in the first round, interior yep. offensive lineman. Uh, they went there with Zach Martin, and that was a, a big, a great pick for him too. Mm-hmm. Remember early on, uh, even with um, the the pick they had last year, they ended up uh, with uh, Tyler Smith. I think he was a guard originally coming yep. out interior offensive lineman. They've moved him to tackle and projected him there. So I think the Cowboys go offensive line, interior offensive line, and I would trust. Their their resume. Yeah, they've done well. They got the they, they have done very they're the well. Best first round drafting team in the NFL in the last ten years. I know y'all don't want to believe that Cowboys fans, but they are. Well, yeah, because we we are um, we've been abused in our life, <laughs> and we every time we look at it, and it's never been about the draft. It's the product after the draft. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the draft yeah. has always been. Hey, there we go, there we go, and then you look at it and go, damn, here we go. 
Here we go. Somebody's saying that Tyler Biotish was the fourth round pick. I thought he was the first round okay. pick. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was a late, maybe yeah. a later round pick in the first round. But yeah. yes, thank you very much, uh, Legalize It. Uh, hey, Legalize <laughs> Happy 420. Yeah, legalize it's it. his day. Happy 420 for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys, they may go interior line too, but we'll talk a lot about the NFL draft. Yeah, he was uh, a fourth rounder. Uh, okay. There you and go. he's they, only 25 years old too, by they, the way. They like him too. I think they've been talking about Oh, I've about been a big fan of him. Trying to extend him as well. Like yeah. I said, I thought we were going to get Tyler. Lindenbaum, but instead we got Tyler Smith. The uh, our yes. center, correct? Yeah, I was looking yeah. at him. No, he was a good player. Actually, haven't heard much from him this year. I got to go look and see how his uh, rookie year went. Anyway, uh, I digress. Getting back to it, let's talk about the Texans really quick and this Trey Lance story. We talked about mm-hmm. it yesterday briefly, uh, but Ian Rappaport has reported that the 49ers have, 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into potential trades for the number three overall pick at the time he was drafted, Trey Lance. Um, The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding calls, taking calls, not making calls, uh, with teams aware that Brock Purdy uh, is likely the future starter for the 49ers going forward, at least for the foreseeable future. So Trey Lance, if he is going to indeed be traded, uh, the Texans have become one of the names that at least is that will be rumored to be interested uh, interested in Trey Lance just because most of your staff, most of a lot of your staff, Bobby Sloak, your offensive coordinator and play caller, and D'Amico Ryans, they have familiarity with Trey Lance. They know him really well from their time with the 49ers organization, so they know where he is in his developmental path and trajectory. Um, and he would fit the offense, obviously, because they're going to run – our offense conceptually, schematically, very similar to the offense that was ran, uh, what they ran there in San Francisco, which is Shanahan's offense. And Trey Lance was a obvious fit in that mm-hmm. offense scheme fit because they drafted him really high. In fact, they traded up to get him and traded a lot of draft capital to get him. What would be your thoughts, gentlemen, about uh, Trey Lance potentially being the future franchise quarterback of the Texans? Uh, there's been a lot of talk, uh, and Patrick, what are your conspiracy theories is gaining a lot of steam that the Texans may decide to go away from quarterback totally uh, in, at the number two over pick because they like Bryce Young, and if Bryce Young is not going to be available, then they may go elsewhere. They may drop a, you know, a defensive player there with the number two overall pick. They may trade down with the number two overall pick, but if they don't like Bryce Young— Maybe they love Trey Lance. Would you be on board for this, gentlemen? Okay, let me let me let me break this down real quick on okay. my thought process on this entire thing. I know that everybody's looking at money in these situations, right? Mm-hmm. But here you have a quarterback that has only played nine games yep. over the last two years. Last two years, he's played nine games. He has zero on tape. Really, there's nothing that you could signify to say. A few games. Right, uh, that you're like, oh, my God, this guy is unbelievable. And here you have an MVP (laughs) that has put it on tape (laughs) that the skills that you're looking for in a Trey Lance, Mm -hmm. who is unproven running quarterback, not sure that he can throw the ball well, but you are worried about Lamar Jackson and what he has already given you that you have years of tape on. He's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. He's an MVP of the league. He has a 45 and what, 12 record or 45 and 19 record in the NFL. And you're going to sit here and say, man, I think we need to go all in on this guy. 
man, this game is so bad. So you'd rather the Texans go after Lamar Jackson. Exactly. They're going to go after Trey Lance. But, but I said, financially, I get why you don't. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, come on, man. You got a dude that is – he he has done nothing for you in the league. And that's the question is, what are you giving up for him? Yeah, what's the draft Because capital? they give up three first and a third to get him, right? Ooh. Now, you're not getting anything close to that back. No way. Right. You but, can't. You but can't. that's the question is, if you say, hey, and again, I think if they do this, they're looking, they probably want at least one first. Yeah. And then you go after that and say, all right, is it second and thirds? And are you willing to give up? Uh, a first in in next year's draft, or they want a first in this year's draft. Yeah, that's a big. St- yeah, but they got two in both. They have two, and so they have two in both. So I think there are ways that it makes sense for the Texans to do. If you go, all right, we'll give you Cleveland's first round pick next year. We don't think that's going to be any good anyway. We think that's a middle of the round first round pick because that Deshaun Watson's going to be playing the whole season for him next season. So we think that one you're going to get that, and we'll give up a second and a third, and blah blah blah, and, he, and here you go. And now we get to try this guy out, and basically. We, we get another season to see if this is our guy, and maybe we don't have to use one of our top picks on a guy. I could see that making sense. If I they, could see it making sense. If they want two first, though, I'm out. I agree with you. I would not I would not give them two first because then you go back to Harge's point about the lack of sample size and what a risk it is. Yeah. It's less risky if I only got to give up one first-round pick. I got four of them over the next two years. So for, for an organization like the Texans, to get a potentially a franchise quarterback for just one First round pick, that would be a hell of a value for right. you if you're the Texans. So yeah, it's a bit of a risk. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Patrick. If they, if the Texans can negotiate a savvy trade and not not give up the majority of their draft capital, their high draft capital over the next two years, I think it's something worth pursuing. If you don't like, if you if you're that staunchly opposed to C.J. Stroud, right. I think at this point, I'd probably rather go C.J. Stroud than Trey Lance. At this point, yeah, if, you know what I mean. But, but, you, but, 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 they, just, but they may not like CJ Stroud. And, 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 and they to know say. this kid. And, and there they, is, they, they know this guy exactly. They they have Oof. more inside information yeah, they, on exactly. they both gotta, of those guys. Yes, than Ugh. we do. So they definitely have way way more information on Trey Lance. And means they like but, him more than they like CJ Stroud because they have they know what he the character guy is. They know coaching wise. They know all of those things for sure. With CJ Stroud, I don't know what they're hearing. What there is. And again, we said this before, it may be that Carolina really likes C.J. Stroud and is trying to make it so that that the Texans hate him and they'll trade up to go get their guy in Bryce Young and they'll be able to fleece the Texans out of a first round or two first rounders to move up one spot. And that that's their whole game plan. And they want C.J. Stroud the whole time and they'll take him too. Those are all possibilities because nothing's been said yet. If you're the Texans, I don't make this move before the draft. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think you have to wait and see how everything plays out before you go, oh, no, let's go do that. Because if you say, all right, well, we're giving up our first round, and they want the first rounder this year, and so they want pick number 12 in the draft this year, and we got to give that up, and then it ends up that C.J. Stroud goes number one, and now Bryce Young's sitting there at number two, and you've already traded for Trey Lance, you feel like a real idiot. They want a first rounder this year because they don't have one. So they yeah. do want a first rounder this year. They're probably going to be sticklers about that because yeah. they want some more draft capital. Like I said, it's, it's definitely something to consider. And Pro Football Talk is reporting that the 49ers have spoken to the Minnesota Vikings as well as one of the teams that that uh, was interested or intrigued by Trey Lance. And we know that Shano is a big Kirk Cousins fan. Yep. I wonder if they'd be thinking about a swap 
so it's been rumored they talked about Trey it. Lance, and that that would make sense for Minnesota. They need to get they need to move on from Kirk Cousins because he's a little old, he's aging, and he's got mo- he got money on his on his belt right now. Yeah, but here's the, but he, uh, again, I <laughs> I just I'm looking at this Trey Lance deal, and I'm just like, I don't care what you think you know, dude has shown you nothing. He's shown you nothing. He's a mystery box. And like right now, he's a mystery box. He just got beat out. By Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant. He did. Now, Brock Purdy was playing really well. No, but and I'm once just he got, saying. He was injured. He got injured, and Brock Purdy came in. But, yes, one, I mean, I, yeah, you, I, just, I, you just traded your entire franchise, basically, <laughs> because of I wanted to go get Trey Lance. And then you found the mystery box in Brock Purdy. And now he's taken over, and now all signs lead to, man, when Brock Purdy gets healthy after his arm, he's going to be our starting quarterback. This The quarterback position is a crapshoot. You're playing roulette with it. You're going out there, and you're just shaking up the dice. My man was Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's the starting quarterback, and you are now trying to trying to figure out if you can manipulate the trade value because you gave up three picks to go and get trade. But let's think about it that the the Texans offensive coordinator and play caller and their head coach among others they were with that organization when they made that move. Right. All right. So to Patrick's point, they have so much inside information about Trey Lance, about the type of football player he is, football character, how he fits, scheme fit, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And if they decide to make this move, it simply means that they believe, which is why that organization gave up so much draft capital to get him, they believe his upside is higher than the upside of a C.J. Stroud. And if their data, their evaluation, all their data points right now, it points to that the prospect of Trey Lance was a better overall evaluation than the prospect that is C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And honestly, I can't get upset with them if they want to go that route. And it does kind of fit a, a Shanahan-type, <laughs> Uh, approach to the quarterback position. Agreed. He thinks he can figure them all he out. He thinks he can fix yeah. them all and figure them all out. And they, you know, they should build through the draft with quarterbacks more. But yet they've taken some of uh, kind of non-traditional routes in quarterback, whether it be a Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I could see them but pursuing what, what, this. What, what round did Jimmy G go in? Second round. So, so there's that's where you were basing this off of. But you traded to go and get a guy. You traded. To go and get a, you traded a lot of they picks lot to, to go and get to go yeah. and get this guy, and now you're already getting off of him because you found another one. No, but I will say I, I think, and that the 49ers famously are one of the organizations willing to do this. The Eagles are willing to do it, and I give them props for it. It's it's humility, and it's it, to me, I think it's a it's growth as an organization to admit you made a mistake. Yep. To admit, like, damn, we screwed that one up. <laughs> oh man, we screwed it up. We need to don't so don't double down. Don't be you know, yeah, don't yeah. don't uh, in, don't be stubborn. Don't be don't immerse yourself with like the sunk cost fallacy and double down on your mistakes. You made one mistake. All right, you know what? Let's back up that mistake by making better decisions. And the Philadelphia Eagles have done that with quarterbacks and coaches. The 49ers have done it. I think the 49ers are admitting again, like we've always said, and the Bill Walsh quote: "Even very few people." All right, can evaluate the quarterback position and even fewer can coach the quarterback position. Yeah. And it's so true. And I think the 49ers are just willing to admit, yeah, we screwed that one up. I'm not saying that Trey Lance won't work, but it's pretty obvious that Brock Purdy was is our quarterback. Yep. That he won that job. We're going to go with still Brock coming Purdy. off a elbow injury and, and you still, still need don't a quarterback. Know how that's gonna end. And you still need a quarterback to be able to start your season. Which is for why you. they made if they want to trade Trey Lance, part of the deal may be I want a quarterback. Yep. 
this record, or at least it has Texas odds to win um, every game. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about the uh, crystal ball prediction for Brennan Thompson, one of the other transfers from Texas. We'll get in a little Longhorn discussion behind the curtain. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Don't lie right here on 1049 the horn. New theme Thursday. And the new theme for New Theme Thursday is uh, Earth Day. Earth Day is coming up on Saturday. My man Patrick wants to uh he wants to spread the awareness about Earth Day. So that is the new theme for New Theme Thursday. Uh, so we appreciate all of his so efforts. We had to play some Earth Wind and Fire for Earth Day. Yes, there you go. Uh, I didn't even get it there. Likes I like that. Uh also it is 420, so happy 420 to everybody out there as well. If you do indeed celebrate. Let me ask you this, a, a 420 related question. We've been answering random 420 related questions all day. Um what year is the state of Texas going to legalize recreational marijuana or will it be federally legal before? Will Uncle it Sam was- decide, will a president, Uncle Sam, will the Congress decide to legalize marijuana before Texas does? Oh, uh, if, if Texas will legalize it, in what year? Honestly, is gonna legalize honestly I will go with the federal. I will go with the federal I, first. I know. I, I think there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a year when somebody starts to put those ads. Have you seen those ads for the gambling? Yes. And you see them, and I was like, the yes. reason we don't have gambling was always because of the blue hairs. And you were like, we can't have that. It's immoral. Yeah. And now you see the commercial like, we're missing out on all the money. Yeah. And, and it's a real sudden. I'm like, size so you see weed ads like these these liberal snowflakes are stealing all our weed money. And then and then we'll get it tomorrow. No, no, that's a great point. I totally agree with you, Patrick. I think it will happen, but it will be about the straight cash homie. It'll yeah, be about of course. money uh, in the end. Always. As of March 2020, if you go look at it, and this is like I said, this is like almost a a well the 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 analysis is almost a year old because obviously it takes a while to get the annual revenue. But as of March 2022, states reported a combined total of $11.2 billion in tax revenue from legal adult use cannabis sales. And I believe that is from when they started legalization in Colorado. What was that, 2014? Mm-hmm. 2014, something like that. So that it is a it is a a cash windfall, a revenue windfall. So yeah, it'll be about the straight cash on, but it will be one of the last states to do it. Yep. I don't know why but it will be one of the last states to do it. Just why well, know why? But yep. <laughs> it should we shouldn't be one of the last states to do it, but it, it will be. Uh, anyway, uh, getting back to it, uh, let's get to some uh, Texas football discussion here. So they have the FPI, as we pointed out, the Football Power Index, which is a cumulative stat. Uh, it, it combines 
returning production. It combines strength of schedule, uh, all of your different um, recruiting rankings, I believe, in the last five years. It's just a ton of different factors they throw into the FBI. And the FBI, by the way, loves Texas, uh, has Texas as the fifth highest rated team in all of college football in its latest football power index. So, like I said, they, they really do like the Longhorns. Yep. Well, they they also put out the odds, or at least the FPI has the odds for every game, every matchup for Texas, and you know the odds they have to win the game. So they basically have better than a 50% ch- chance to win every game except the Alabama game. Alabama game, they give Texas a 23.6% chance to win at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But every other game versus Rice, 98% chance to win versus Wyoming, 97% chance to win versus Baylor, 74% chance versus Kansas, 96% chance versus Oklahoma, 64% chance versus Houston, 89% chance to win versus BYU, 95% chance to win versus K-State, 86% chance versus TCU, 67 percent chance versus Iowa State, 82 percent chance, and Texas take the last game versus uh, them. They got them at 84 percent chance to win. So essentially, FBI saying 11 win Texas team. One loss. I will accept that for 200, Alex. You gonna drink I that Kool-Aid? Yes. That's double fisting some Kool-Aid right there. I'm, I'm turned up. I will say not 11 wins. I will say double digit wins, though, I think for most Longhorn fans right now is the bar. That's uh, that's fair. I think most Longhorn fans are like, nah, you got to win double digit games, man. The, I think the we've been at stats, that point, though, right? The, well, for Sark, we are there, and it wasn't fair for Sark to have those expectations prematurely. But now, after being able to stack some recruiting classes, looking at the Big Twelve overall and the depth or lack thereof in the Big Twelve, and what you return on offense, essentially returning what ten starters on offense, entire yeah. offensive line. Uh, there are people that believe that Texas this year should not only continue for the Big 12 title should win it. I'm just going to go get du- get double-digit wins. Yep. Get to, you should be at that 2018 and year for Tom Herman. Get double-digit. You should be competing for a Big 12 there title. There we go. But it, I think that I think double-digit wins takes yeah, care of that. They put you there. They put you yeah. right there. You get double-digit wins, you're going to be in the Big 12 title conversation or be in the Big 12 title. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, FPI loves them from Texas. But I believe also the FPI had Texas as an 11-win team. Man, I want to say maybe even last year. Yep. I want to say they, all they had, Bama was the only game they had of losing last year. So, yeah, don't buy into the high. The FBI, is, the FBI is a bit of a thirst trap for Longhorn it, fans. They, they give it and they take it away. Y'all it can't sets help you but up click on to that, be able yeah. to do that. That is clickbait, and y'all can yeah. help but click on it. Hey, but we, we, every, every day we're going to give you a little bit of Kool-Aid to drink. Yep. Tis the season to drink the Kool-Aid. They ain't going to drink the Kool-Aid. Sipping on the scissor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how tipsy they going to be. Yeah, exactly. After drinking all the Kool-Aid from the Longhorns. But hopefully it's Kool-Aid, not Flavor Aid, as we've said, that's Flavor Aid's bad stuff. Yeah, that's, that. that's Jonestown stuff. We don't want that. Yeah. We want the Kool Aid. We want the real thing. Hopefully, Sark is the Kool Aid man this upcoming season. Uh, also, I saw a crystal ball prediction for Brennan Thompson mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. Not shocking to me. Not shocking to me. I thought he won't be a track guy. I, mean, I thought I, so too. And mm-hmm. Oklahoma's track is I mean, not something probably, that, yeah. that is that exciting for you. But when you start looking at it, you start seeing what 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 is really. Um, 
the next level for me. You look at that offense and what they can do, you know they're going to try to look for some guys that can stretch the field. He's a guy that is a track guy that can run up and down the field, so they're needing that. Mm -hmm. Number two, they always like those little wide receivers that can maneuver in the slot or possibly on the outside. So he might fit that mold of what they're looking for. So. I mean, it's going to be hard for me to continue to cheer for him on uh, oh, no, we can't do on the on on the weekend, but <laughs> I wish nothing but the best for that young man. Uh, yeah, so that's a crystal ball prediction. Like I said, remember I said it's if you're a Longhorn fan in any football program in the transfer portal era, you should keep up with the players who are leaving your program. Everybody has attrition. We went over the numbers just yesterday, actually, about how the Aggies got thirty players. Oh that actually gosh. hit the transfer, 30. yeah, hit the transfer portal in the last cycle. Thirty players, but like I said, everybody's dealing with really high numbers. Uh, Bama's got twenty. Uh, yep. uh, OU has had eighteen. Texas has, I believe, twenty-one uh, in that uh, in that same time span in that cycle. I believe Miami twenty. To Oregon, twenty-five. So everybody's dealing with attrition. To to find out if it's healthy or unhealthy attrition, mm-hmm. you have to look at where your transfer transfer portal departures end up. If they yep. end up coveted by Power Five schools, if they end up coveted by Group of Five schools, then you know, oh, that is very healthy. Mm-hmm. attrition for your program, meaning your program is upgrading. Your roster, basically your coach doing a great job of churning out the bottom of your roster and upgrading that roster with more talent. And the players who are leaving your program, man, they're ending up with great programs themselves and that you have, essentially, you have a good picker. Like, you yep. know you know how to pick them. That you got great taste. It's almost like cyber-stalking your ex on social media. You want them to do well because it shows that you have great taste. Yeah. And most of y'all are cyber stalking y'all's exes on social media. Nothing wrong with that. Just Man, keep, are you looking keep at it my, Are you looking at my computer? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not Eighty percent of people cyber stalk their exes on social I'm media. It's everybody, so don't feel ashamed of it. It's okay. It's all right. I need to change my password. Just don't actually stalk them. <laughs> don't go from cyber stalking yeah. to actually stalking. That's when it gets really, really dangerous. Don't yep. do that. That ain't good. Um, okay, we come back. We'll get out a little bit early so we can come back and actually have a discussion about what's on tap for us. Uh, we'll come back and get into that and let you know what's on tap and wrap it up and put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. What's on tap is brought to you by Allstat Beer. Purple Hearts here. Allstat Beer is brewed right here in the heart of the Hill Country. Check out their state-of-the-art brewery, the tap room, and the restaurant. Next time you're in Fredericksburg, all stat beer, no impurities, no regrets. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait. It's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Uh, before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. and You can catch up with them on the podcast page there at hornfm.com. Uh, just uh, really quickly, happy 420 to everybody out there celebrating 420. Please do it in a safe and responsible fashion. And also, thanks to my man Patrick, always broadening our horizons with a new theme Thursday. And the new theme today was all about Earth Day. Beautiful thing. Earth Day will be celebrated on Saturday. Do something 
good for Mother Earth on Earth Day. Do something. Go out there. Like my mom used Pick to do. Pick up your trash. Go take your kids out to the hood, in the hood somewhere, and take them to the, the, the most uh, tra- the trashiest part where the most litter is on the ground and give them a trash bag and leave them out there for like an hour. Yeah. My mom used to do that on weekends. I'm not making that up. We were like little kids. I was like, I was like 11, 12. She'd drive us off in the hood somewhere. She'd be like, I think it looks disgusting out here. Clean up this place. So we'd have to clean up the mess and then have kids rotting by me like, man, y'all are like some losers. Work ethic. <laughs> she's, she's putting work ethic <laughs> well, in you, man. You know what? It made me appreciate my yes, environment, though. Exactly. Like, have pride in your environment. She had your back, and she yeah. was making sure you had your environments back. Have pride in Mother Earth. So do out there and do something cool for Mother Earth if like you can that. for Earth Day. I like All it. right. Uh, what do you got on tap tonight? I'm going to go home and watch some NBA basketball. This is the time. This is the place. This is what we're all about. This Brooklyn and Philadelphia series is already getting highly contested. It's chippy. So this is something that you really want to see. We've been talking a lot about James Harden and what what is his legacy going to be. He's changed his role. You talked about Joel Embiid before. Is he the real MVP of the league right now? Now's a chance for us to see him go after this. Uh, yeah, that uh, you talking about that game getting chippy already. Uh, for those who didn't hear, Joel Embiid ex- basically extended his leg as Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton was stepping over him. It was... It was taunting to a certain extent, though. You know you step over somebody. We know how that goes. You don't have to step over somebody. There's a way to step over somebody to avoid them and a way to do it to kind of taunt them. He did it in the way to taunt Joel Embiid, uh, but Joel Embiid did kick him. Like mm-hmm. extended his leg to kick up at him extended. and got really close to the family jewels in the junk. The family yeah. jewels? Yeah, so he yeah. got a uh, flagrant warning. So Claxton gets his technical foul and and Embiid gets a flagrant one. Hey, you know what helped? He didn't go out and uh, he didn't start, taunt the crowd. He didn't taunt the crowd after. <laughs> good move. Good move. Speaking of which, Demontis Sabonis seems to be like he's going to play tonight. Oh, oh shocking! The report. I think Shams is shocking. saying that he's going to play tonight. So <laughs> it's amazing how he came that contusion back. Seems healed enough. Dude, I, I heard on what was that? I was like, I watching Dan Levitard, I think, and Dan Levitard said, "Hey, I I actually saw him after the game giving chest bumps to his teammates. Yeah, so wondered like how much his chest was actually hurt. It's amazing how." <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been revitalized. Hey, you know what? But that's good gamesmanship by them as a team, as a, as an organization. What they say? Because oh, we we had to uh, X-ray his sternum. Yeah, because there, there's belief yeah. I think among us at this on the grassy Noah conspiracy theory that Adam Silver and Joe Dumars probably got wind of that before it hit. Yeah, but, you know, and then maybe it could have been a part of their overall decision making to say, listen, we can't let Draymond play if this guy potentially is going to miss a game. If he's yeah. going to miss a game. With a chest contusion, that looked really bad. If, yeah. if he, out there if he stomped the guy and took him out, and then he's not playing, and, and Draymond still is, it looks rigged. Yeah, looks rigged. It so. looks very, very. But rigged. Draymond did it to himself. He doesn't incite the crowd. I don't think he's suspended. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's anyway, this this playoffs, man. It's really chippy, and they got a lot of a uh, lot of lot of headlines. And then this game might have a, a few more too. Between man, but if the Kings win this one, three up, three zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. That's a hard, that's a hard that's road over. to come back for, and even when you are a defending champ, yep. it might be harder as a defending champ. That fall from grace is tough, <laughs> and you are terrible on the road. Uh, and Matt, we've never seen Steph and what was in Steph's time with the Warriors. We've never seen him down 2-0, or 0-2, I should say. So uh, he's never been in. This is uncharted waters for him, unprecedented territory for him. And Suns Clippers tonight, FYI, and no Kawhi Leonard and in no that. No Kawhi tonight, but mm. we'll see. I mean, I let over under on Russell Westbrook shots. I'm going thirty. <laughs> 
Well, I'm thinking he's taking 30 <laughs> shots tonight. He was pretty. I mean, what he was good last game. He though. was. Good. That's what I'm saying. He was good and no Kawhi Leonard. Oh my God, and no Paul George. And no Paul George. And oh, no Russell Paul Westbrook George. shoots oh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook's getting 40 tonight. Yeah, huh? he's going forward uh, tonight. All right, Patrick, I, I imagine you got on tap. I got on tap. Into series, 8 o'clock tonight. So Longhorn, Longhorn Blitz at 7, into series today. I love that, love that. All right, uh, I'm watching basketball tonight. Love uh, it. Tons of it. I want to thank all you guys for everything. Uh, thanks for all the participation on the Specs text line. Thanks to Harz. Thanks to my man Patrick. Also, happy 420 to all you guys out there. And uh, hey, happy Earth Day. A little bit early on that one. But thanks to my man Patrick, we're all more enlightened. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.